This is The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC. When you find yourself needing a roof repair and are looking for a roofing company, American Shield Roofing and Construction is happy to meet your needs. When dealing with a roofing company, you need a roof contractor who is dependable, who can arrive on time, and provide you a quality new roof in a timely manner. Our goal is to present you with honest, accurate information, quotes, and estimates. Call us at 361-343-7018 or visit us at americanshieldroofing.com. Brown title sponsor of the 2021-2022 Victoria Advocate Varsity Cup Awards. Well, it's semifinal week, gentlemen. We're in here for week 16 of The Grid. I'm your host, Sam Fowler, the assistant sports editor at the Victoria Advocate. Joined, as always, by Mike Foreman, our sports editor and fearless leader, and Jeremiah Sosa, sports reporter. We want to hear from you. Make sure you get in touch with us through Facebook, Twitter, or email to send us your questions. Facebook, you can reach us at Advo Sports or the Victoria Advocate Facebook page. Twitter, our handle is at Advo Sports, and our email is sports at vicad.com. Yeah, we definitely want to hear from you. You're, we know you're going to be out at games. We want to see your photos. We want to see y'all being excited. It's it's that time of year. I mean, it's one went away from state. Also, coaches, football and volleyball, all area nominations are open. You can send your nominations to sports at vincan.com. We need name, grade, positions. Well, position or positions in some cases for some players. Uh, stats, all that. Uh, it's a little bit different between football and volleyball. Football also send in uh, height and weight for your players because last thing we want is to overlook any of these players and then get asked, well, why didn't you look at this player? Well, they were not nominated. So get the nominations in. Volleyball, have them in by December 13th. Football, have them in by December 20th. Well, then there were three. We have three teams advancing to the state semifinals after last week. We had five games last week. That might be, that, that seems like a record for, for the area. I have not confirmed that, but still. We'll kick this off with the end of the road for one of the one of the five games, Poth takes down Tidehaven twelve to six. That's a defensive struggle at Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos. Joseph Dodds was injured in this game. Kale Russell, freshman quarterback, who's done so well for the Tigers all year, uh, just had a bad night. Four interceptions for the freshman, and you hate to see that end that way for for head coach David Lucio and his his team, especially with how well they played, but that's going to be the end of the road for Tidehaven. A great year for them, but they're going to, they're going to finish as regional runner ups. Mike, let's get to a game that kind of shocked us a little bit. Edna 40, Lano 21. Despite two turnovers on their first two possessions, the Cowboys somehow get out to a lead as big as 33 to nothing. You and I talked about it. I talked to some people on the sideline. If if this Edna team can play perfect, not shoot itself in the foot, 
We've said that before. It can be dominant, and I think that's why maybe they haven't gotten haven't gotten that same kind of love in the statewide media. But they go on and win. Big game for them. Uh, big games from Jaden Clay and that and that that defense. You had the big. Uh, you had the interception for a touchdown, Mike. This defense did exactly what it was expected to do and, and really carried an offense that struggled early on. Right. Uh, we we knew how good this defense could be. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, and they pretty much held uh, Lano in check. Uh, and they did it without Otis uh, Santanella, who will be back this week. Um, and uh, like we said, it's what you said. I mean, if they play a clean game, they can beat almost anybody. But they have to play a clean game. They turned the ball over four times against Lano. They were fortunate, too, though. Lano turned it over four times, so it kind of evened out. Um, but Edna's defense played a tremendous game. I know Lano, you know, scored late. But by that time, I mean uh, – they never really got with more closer than two scores, so uh, and it was rare, really wasn't threatened, and uh, you know that's that's an example of the way Edna can play when it plays well and uh, without turnovers and penalties. I shouldn't mention. I think the impressive thing, Mike, in that game, Lano is a is a team that loves to run the ball, physical, right down your throat. And and just kind of wear you down and, and just kind of beat you into the ground. Edna was able to force Lano out of that comfort zone, and they were able to force Lano into passing situations. What that what did that create? Six sacks. Chris Robinson had three of them by my count. That was just a phenomenal defensive game for the Cowboys. We're going to stay in San Marcos, where on Friday, Refurio completed the sweep of Shiner with a 27-21 regional final win over the defending state champion Shiner Comanches. That that ends that ends the streak for them, and Refurio certainly looks like a contender after after that, or at least they they deserve more more love because to beat a Shiner team twice, I mean. That that's tougher than going up and facing some of the best teams in the state because Coach Bedecker always has that team well coached and we saw how they bounce back from losses. But that wasn't the case. Rufirio was able to use its speed. Mike, what does this mean for what does this mean for Rufirio and how how do you how do you say what Shiner was able to do over these last few years? Well, what Shiner accomplishes uh, is very impressive. I mean, you win two straight state championships. Uh, that's hard to do. And to win one is hard enough, but to win two is incredible. And really, uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Shiner from this game. Uh, I thought Shiner's game plan was was right on the money. I mean, Shiner had the idea that it was going to, going to uh, control the ball give the ball to to Dalton Brooks as much as it needed to. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for Shiner, uh, Dalton got hurt. He only carried eight times in the second half, and uh, obviously he wasn't, you know, the back he was. Uh, I 
I really think that if Dalton had not gotten hurt, he might have carried the ball 50 times. Um, I think Shiner was prepared to do that because that was obviously the right strategy. Uh, you, you know, I, I sat there and I kept thinking after the game, man, it just seemed like Shiner had the ball a lot. So I sat down and figured out the time of possession. Shiner actually had the ball almost three quarters of that game. And you look at that, that's incredible. But on the other side, you look at it, Refurio scored four touchdowns in essentially what was one quarter. So that shows their big playability. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. They threw another uh, long pass to Ernest Campbell. And then, of course, the game-winning pass on uh, 4th and 12 to uh, Isaiah Avery from Keelan Brown. Just an incredible play. Um, but, uh, so, you know, Refurio has shown the bit, the ability to be resilient, hang in there, and they have the explosiveness to score when they need to. Although they're, I think they would much prefer to have won like they did in the first game where they controlled the ball against Shiner. This was a totally opposite kind of game where Shiner actually controlled the ball but um, just the, these two teams are both really good teams. Uh, and, you know, that's what we've come to expect over the years from this rivalry. Unfortunately, I had a wedding to go to this past weekend. Well, not unfortunately. It's one of my best friends. Very excited for him and his wife to get married and to be there and celebrate that. But on Friday, trying to keep up with the Quero-Silsby game, I was I was a little jealous of you, Jeremiah. That was... I think you tweeted it out. It was an instant classic. 58-56. The Gobblers win in triple overtime. Mason Nataro finds Nathan Lucian for the game-winning two-point try. We talk about Quero's defense so much, but this was a night against, or uh, this was a game against a Silsby offense that was so potent and so tough, and, and you don't want to hold that against. Quero's defense necessarily, but how about their offense stepping up to pick up their defense, playing that complimentary football and picking this team up when they needed it? Jeremiah, what were the emotions from the Gobblers after this game? Yeah, I mean, the, the emotions were, you know, pr- pretty high considering, you know, that long game that, you know, uh, Jer- Gerard Fikach and, you know, the Gobblers went through uh, after, after the three overtime game. You know, he just told his team that, you know he was he was proud proud of uh pr- proud of their performance on uh you know on Friday and just you know everything that they had they had uh you know went through in that game you know you look at halftime and the score was 20 to 7 and the gobblers were down and uh you know their offense was kind of struggling you know the the defense was a little bit as well but then you know coming out of halftime uh they uh they had a 45 plus uh kick kick return that you know set up set them up at the 30 yard line and then you know from from there on it was just a shootout i think it was eight Eight total touchdowns in the in the third and fourth quarters, and then you know another four in the se- uh, the first and second overtime game. So you know it was just a you know obviously a high scoring game, and um, like Sam said, you know Nataro found Lucian in that for that two two point conversion to win the game. And you know after after he caught that ball and you know secured the win, you know his the entire team just you know went and tackled him and just you know embraced him. You know after after that hard fought win, and you know it was a very uh, you know like Sam said very high scoring game, but you know, just fun to cover and you just good to see that Quero's moving on and, you know, now they're going to be taking on a, a, a Wimberley team that, you know, 
Mike and Sam will get into later. Here's an interesting thing about this game. Um, I think um, it picked up people as it went along. As you said, Sam, you were watching it uh, from your – Right, and uh, I heard a funny story. Uh, Ray Reese, who does the stats for Quero and does the uh, the live stream, uh, he was telling me his son, um, Parker, was in Brooklyn, New York, and him and his buddies were watching it on their phone, and they were screaming and yelling, and the bartender in the place heard him and said, what are you all looking at? And he said, we're watching this Quero high school playoff game. And he said, well, here, I'll put it on the TV. So here in Brooklyn, New York, you had fans watching Quero and Silsby play the game. And he, he was telling me they had 10,000 views. Now, that's devices. That's not people. There are more people. But that's really incredible. That's the kind of game this was. Um, and I'm sure uh, Jeremiah probably knows this is as he was sitting there covering the game and watching it, he's realizing that, man, this is something special. You don't see these kind of games every day. But that I think that's one of the great things about high school football in Texas. That's definitely true. I mean, like I said, I wish I would have been there. Even I, I would have loved to have just been a fan at that game and just sat there and not have any responsibilities, just get to take in the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth of that game. What a game, and that's going to set up a a familiar matchup for Quero with Wimberley. We'll dive into that one a little bit later. Shiner St. Paul, they made it to the TAPS Division Four State Championship, but they fell short of their fifth straight state championship in a 57-20 loss to Lubbock Christian. You know, you know that's a tough loss, but I think in Kevin Allstrom's article, we saw uh, Jake Walksmith, the head coach for the Cardinals, said it best. You know, he's he's so proud of them. They had a three and four start. It didn't really look like St. Paul was gonna. It looked like St. Paul may not be a contender this year. And then they rally, they turn it around, and they go on and and win the net and win out to get to the state championship. And unfortunately, fall to a really really good Lubbock Christian team. So hats off to St. Paul for for a good year on that, and hats off to Tidehaven. We're going to keep our hats on until until the three teams that remain in the UIL playoffs are, are knocked out. We'll dive into their matchups in the semifinals after this break with White Trash Services. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ... White Trash Services, what is it and and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off companies. And, you know, y'all are are big advocates for for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 550 
1-800-227-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. As Sam has uh, told you, we have uh, three games this week, three teams in the semifinals, uh, two on Thursday, one on Friday. We'll kick it off with uh, Refurio and Timpson. Uh, very interesting matchup. Uh, Refurio and Timpson, uh, if you recall, uh, finished one and two at the state track meet. Timpson's quarterback, uh, Terry Bussey, he finished actually third in the 100-meter uh, dash, whereas Ernest Campbell from Refurio won it. Uh, in the 4x1 uh, relay, it was Refurio 1, Timpson 2. So both of these teams have ample amount of speed. Bussey is a tremendous quarterback. If Shiner fans remember him, they played uh, Timpson the last two years in the semifinals in uh Came out on top both times. Uh, last time was, uh, last year was kind of scary, actually. Uh, it took a Dalton Brooks interception in the fourth quarter to kind of seal that win. Uh, the other similarity be between these two teams, they're both very young. Um, I looked the roster. I think Timpson has like four seniors, and that's it. And Refurio's got ten. Uh, not all of them start, but still, it shows you that both these teams are very young, but they're very talented. And um, I think this might, this is the kind of game that might come down to who's able to dictate the way they want to play. Um, obviously, both teams are explosive, have big playability. Uh, the other thing, I, I, I have a feeling that Refurio is going to try to do what it did against Shiner in the first game, try to keep uh, Timson's offense off the field. If uh, Refuro is able to do that and put some points on the board, it can be successful. But um, like I said, if if Timpson, if uh, Bussy or any, those backs or receivers get loose, forget it. You're not going to catch him. Yeah, and then the next game we've got is another Thursday game, 7 p.m. at Katie Legacy Stadium. Edna taking on top-ranked Franklin. Franklin coming off a – 3A Division II state title last year. They've moved up in this recent realignment. Um, talking to head coach Jimmy Mitchell before this before this week, he knows he knows that Edna cannot afford any stumbles, any shortfalls this week because the this Franklin team will make them pay. Franklin had seventy four plays or 72 plays and limited Columbus to 45 in a 27-24 win last week. Baylor commit Bryson Washington scored the game-winning touchdown with 27 seconds left. This Franklin team out of their slot T offense can chew up the clock. I mean, like you said, Shiner held the ball for three quarters. Well, there that's likely what uh, Edna's going to be looking at across the way from from Franklin. But, like you said, Edna's going to get Otis Sant Santalana back. That's going to be fantastic because last week they were able to get home for six sacks without him. This week against a, uh, a run team who's going to always try and go out to the edge and set the edge, having Otis in there as a, as a 
to clog everything up and not allow those offensive linemen to get to the second and third level is going to be fantastic. But it's a game of the unstoppable force, which is Franklin, who's who's averaging north of 300 yards per game on the ground alone, and the immovable object, which is Edna, allowing 78 yards per game on the ground. Mike, this is a this is a very interesting match, and I I certainly think if Edna's defense Edna's defense is going to show up, it's going to be a matter of Edna's offense getting the job done. They are not going to be able to afford turnovers, especially early on. They can't have a slow start. That's going to be the biggest key for me. If Edna if Edna wants to have success, they've got to go out and they've got to set the tone early with with its offense. That's going to be the big thing. Next thing we're going to have, this is the eighth playoff meeting between Quero and Wimberley. 3 p.m. Friday at the Alamo Dome. They met last year. That was regional semis or regional final? Yeah, regional regional semifinal. And it's the this year for the right to go to state, and it's the 16th overall meeting between the two since 1994. Mike, I think one of the interesting things about this is the story that you put up on Wednesday morning about the ties between them. Head coach Jared Fikonch used to coach at Wimberley. There are family members, cousins, uh, relatives that between the two communities that really make it closer. And then, of course, these are two-storied programs. So obviously, you know, iron sharpens iron and they want to they want to play each other and they want they want to compete against the best. Is that kind of the feel going into this week for for these two? Yes, of course. And obviously, uh, you know, the winner goes to the state final. That's the uh, real motivation here. Uh, especially Quero, you know, they came up short last year against China Spring, which went on to win the state championship. But uh, yeah, very familiar with each other. Uh, uh, it was funny. I um talking to uh, coach Jared Fikach about him and uh coach Doug Warren from Wimberley very close friends very close and uh I kind of asked him I said well do you know how to kind of read his mind and does he know how to kind of read yours and he kind of laughed about that and he says yeah probably in some ways but they've changed it's been a while since they coached together and uh that's real interesting I was also told apparently uh Wimberley has some pot techs over there that are related to people in China. So it's just an amazing connection between the two. But like uh, Coach Fikach says, at 3 p.m. Friday, all that goes out the window. You're playing for a chance to go to state and to go to AT&T Stadium. And uh, that's, that's the real motivation. There you have it. Those are the three games this week. Refurio Timpson, 6 p.m. Thursday at Cypher SCU Stadium, Edna versus Franklin, 7 p.m. Thursday at Katie Legacy Stadium, Quero Wimberley, 3 p.m. Friday at the Alamo Dome. We're going to have all the coverage there. Every game is going to be staffed, Every and you're going to see the best coverage throughout each of those games. When we come back on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about which team has the best chance, if they were to win this week, to possibly go claim a state title. That coming up after this word from Thrivent Financial. 
Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. Well, the last four years, we've had a state champion, what, the last four years here, so someone's got to keep the streak alive, right? We got we got three opportunities here, uh, and this is the third straight year that there have been three Crossroads teams in the state semifinals. We're going to talk about who has the best chance if they win the state final, or if they win the state semifinal. Refurio, should it win, would face either Holly, who Shiner beat last year for its second consecutive state title, or Crawford. Edna, should it win, will get another blue blood in either Brock or Malakoff in the Class 3A Division One state championship. And Cuero will get, would get either Carthage or Glenrose. And Carthage, nobody has to say anything about Carthage. That name speaks for itself. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I really kinda like Refurio's chances to win if they if they get through because that Holly team they're better this year, they're more experienced, but still that, that speed from Refurio that's really tough to account for. And if it gets if it gets to be a track meet, it's always gonna favor the, the state the reigning state champions there. Mike, which of these three do you feel is is the best opportunity for another state championship to come to the crossroads well obviously on paper i would say refurio if if it can get back past timpson um like you said holly was there last year crawford actually refurio beat them in 16 that was on that uh, field goal with like eight seconds left but i i always hesitate to say because funny things happen up there you know you just don't know what can happen um Although, obviously, uh, you look at um, Carthage. I mean, uh, our friend and sports editor at Longview, uh, Jack Stallard, tweeted this out. Um, Coach uh, Surratt up at uh, Carthage actually has won more state titles than he has playoff losses. That's just an incredible stat. And uh, that's how good a program he is. Now, that being said... You know, that does not mean they're, you know, invincible. I mean, uh, Quero, if Quero makes it and uh, plays Carthage, plays a good game, you never know what can happen. I mean, um, uh, the, obviously, uh, last time, um, you know, Jordan Whittington uh, sets the state record and, and they beat Pleasant Grove, which was a really, really good team. In fact, one state the year after Quero did. But uh, I would say that, and and I, to tell you the truth, I believe Brock has like three losses this year, so this may not be the Brock teams we're used of. So if uh, if Edna can get through, I mean, um, you know, Edna, as we've talked about, if they play a, a perfect game, they're they're hard to beat. Yeah, and kind of kind of similar to what to what uh, Mike and Sam were saying, you know. Obviously, Refurio, like like Mike was saying earlier, has that big playability to you know make up for points, uh, you know, throughout any point of the game. Um, so I feel like they they have a good chance, and you know, you know, just covering this Quero team last week, I feel like 
if their defense can step up and you know try try to hold teams to under maybe maybe 20 or so points and you know their offense can continue to you know play well behind Tyson Williams and you know Mason Nataro I think uh, I think they, they'll have a good chance of you know getting that state title in uh, in Jerry World yeah I I do like Ed, I do like Edna's chances but the toughest test is going to be this week with with Franklin so I mean if they get Brock or Malakoff Edna can go and play physical defense Quero can go and play physical defense and I think if Quero were to make it they certainly would be the best defense, I think, just based on the eye test that Carthage would face this season. So, like you said, Mike, anything can happen, and anything can happen this week. That's why we're going to be at every single game bringing you all the action from the state semifinals in the crossroads. So make sure that you're following us on all channels, Facebook, Twitter, and make sure you're following the updates on line as well we'll have stories and uh some sidebars from from these games hopefully this week uh facebook advo sports and victoria advocate twitter at advo sports my handle is at fowler sports 14 mike's is mike foreman 21 and jeremiah's is at jeremiah sosa underscore so make sure you're following all of us to get all the updates that you need from this week because well we're the best sports coverage in the area we'll see you next week hopefully we're talking about some state championship games getting getting set to go on the grid